This is Dave Lyle, a.k.a. The Mad Scientist, and you're listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. All right, good people. We're back at it again. Here's another installation of the M-W Tactical Podcast. And like always, sitting across from me in the studios, nobody else but the mad scientist himself, Dave. What's going on, Dave? What's up, Mike? I'm here again. Hey, that's it. You sound about wore out as I am. <laughs> I am, yeah. Long, long day, but yeah, it's all right. We're here. Yeah, so this right here is the last recording until about the October time frame, and I honestly believe I'm going to take a serious break. But during this break period, I'm going to focus on revamping the shooting skill set. And hopefully, I can do very well when we go to these uh, major matches. Yeah, I'm, I kind of have the same plan. Um, I've already started my break. Uh, I did one match beginning of the month, and uh, I don't plan on any more for July, except for uh, the CSRA shooters match. And I'm not even 100% I'm going to shoot it, but we're, we're still going to have the match. I'll probably shoot it. I don't know if I could be there and not shoot it. but Right. I'm going to, you know, just take a break from the matches and focus more, you know, on, on practice and then just, just getting my head together and taking a break from competition just for a little bit. Yeah. So um, that's pretty much the same thing as we talked about beforehand mm-hmm. as taking place with me. So um, at the same time, I been dibble, dibbling in, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Well, I, I can say know. Playing around with stage. Dab- dabbling. Dabbling. There it is. There we Dabble. go. Okay. <laughs> so I was dabbling with stage designs. Yeah. Yep. Of course, you know, I have um, the stages that I make, I send to you, and then I send also to Ms. Linda for at Mid Carolina Rifle Club. And this is the second time Mid Carolina used my stage design, and everybody was giving me you know, a good round of applause for that and pat on the back saying like how much they enjoyed the stages that I actually designed. Very cool. I saw a video of, of one you did that was kind of similar to one we did at CSRA Shooters last month. Right. But you had your steel in that back left corner. Right. And I think the, yeah, there was, there were some differences, definitely some differences in the way you shot the stage, but I recognized it as one that you had designed. Right. So, um, and to let you know, Coach B actually beat me on that stage. Straight what? up. Yeah, what? She straight up. <laughs> she's um, been killing it. Yeah, she's been she's been killing it. And also to let you know that she also made C class. Very nice. Yeah, so C she's class. moving on up. You know? What's what's her percentage? Uh, right now, I want to say it's fifty three percent. Oh, she says low forties. I thought it was fifty three percent, but. Well, she's in there. Yeah, she's in there. She's moving on up. So she won't be there for long. I have a feeling. 
Oh yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Um, so you know, going to give old Coach B a round of applause and straight up, man, she her stage design was different than mine because I think the thing that messed me up was when we did the stage at CSRA and when I was watching everybody else do it down there, I didn't equate to we made the stage wider at CSRA and then two we had more targetry because we couldn't use steel at CSRA. Mm -hmm. so at Mid-Carolina, we made the stage a little bit more narrow with the steel, you know, according to the, the original design. Yeah. And um, I should have went back to the original thought process that we talked about at CSRA versus trying to run it again, how I did it at CSRA. Yeah, it looked like you may have needed to approach that one a little different. I didn't, I didn't get to shoot the, the match or, or I didn't go to that match and shoot it. I just saw a couple of video clips of it, yeah. but it, it looks a little bit different. Yeah, it, it was different. It was fun. And I, I really do enjoy it when people come to me and even though they say it's a good stage, I like it when I hear people say it made me think it was a little bit challenging. Cause then I know yeah, I, I yeah. met every intent that I was trying to do. Yeah. yeah. It does make you feel good when you get a good stage on the ground and yeah. people enjoy shooting it. But um, now the match that took place at mid Carolina last weekend. Mm -hmm. Oh man. What happened to you, man? Well, first of all, the sun was a factor. So I know on our squad, you can actually see it when people was peeling back the layers off the heat. I mean, it affected everybody. Um, it actually got me about three or four stages in on it. So my first couple stages, you know, I was all, you know, six gear all the way. Yeah. But by the time I got to like the third or fourth stage, I pumped the brakes a little bit. You know, I was just going through the motions, but I didn't want to repeat of what took place at Spartanburg. Right. But Did you uh, shoot the morning squad? Yes, I did shoot the morning squad. Yeah. And so you got a couple stages in before it got yeah. too hot. Yeah, exactly. And it was like 97 degrees that day, 98 degrees. Yeah, Saturday was tough. Yeah, and I did come in 10th place out of 30 in the limited division. Okay, all right. So I was like, I think that's still pretty good considering all the people that was there and the factors of the heat. So it's 100 degrees. I'm sure it felt more than 97. I mean, if that was actual temperature, usually, yeah, you know, we it, have a heat index. I'm sure it was over 100. Yeah, it it, it was a scorcher. I could tell you that right there. And when the match was over, I was really ready to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you were. Yeah, so um, so we went ahead. Um, we shot the um, match. And like I said, the stages this time at Mid-Carolina, this was would have been a technical match. So, you know, like how everybody always talks about when you, if you want to prepare for a major match, you know, go mm -hmm. to um, Low Country and shoot their, their monthly match. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This last Saturday, that was Mid-Carolina Rifle Club. That's what, how it was. It was very technical. And They'll do that every now and then. They'll put a no-shoot on, on every target out there and <laughs> won't leave you any open anywhere. And the classifier, um, I did pretty good on the classifier. The only thing I think that really got me on the classifier was the fact that it was um, 
9948 tight squeeze mm-hmm. where she yeah. start with your hands above your shoulder and as soon as I touched the gun my grip wasn't there on the first touch so I repositioned my hand and I felt like that was an eternity for me yeah, yeah. and then when I actually um shot it cuz it was three targets two the middle one in a distance is a tuxedo and I think it was like a partial on the other two. Yeah, I think they're all all partials of some sort. No shoot on one of them and two tuxedos yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I, can't, one, I, can't I know one of them was a tuxedo because I specifically kept telling Coach B, when you get to that one, slow it down. <laughs> Just look at the front slide post, slow it down. Maybe it's two no shoots and one tuxedo or something. I don't know, something like yeah, that. It was, it was three targets because it was two shots per reload. And um and I remember Bob Bailey just saying just concentrate on um getting twelve shots on paper. So um ended up getting all twelve on paper. My time on it was like nine seven six. I think that's what it was. Yeah, they had they have it down for nine seven six with the hit factor of five point five three. That was a C class run, but um I walked away feeling good with it. You know, six alphas, six charlies. So. I, I wasn't complaining about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then two, um, I knew for a fact I had to be in the eight-second range for it to be a B-class run. So I was like, I'll, I'll take that. I'm happy with that. Well, especially when fumbling your grip a little bit. Yeah. Uh, any little thing that doesn't go perfect on a classifier just just makes a big, big impact on your score when you hit factor. Yes. So um, I walked away from this match feeling very good. Um, one thing I did want to take away from the match was I knew I was going to go into it with the, um, the no shoots always on a difficult shot, right? So I want to stay under three no shoots, but I actually met three no shoots. <laughs> so, did you get three? Yeah, yeah I got three. So um but it's like I said, it, it it was just a fun match overall. Um, nothing to beat your head over or go home and destroy the house because you didn't do how you wanted to. <laughs> you better not. You just painted all the walls. You better yeah, not destroy you anything. You lying about that. <laughs> Put all that work in. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I said, overall I had fun. Um, one thing it was good to see was that when Beverly actually um, ran a good stage, she turned around and you could see her like reprocessing it. Mm-hmm. And then she, she said it on one stage. She was like, that actually felt really good. Oh, excellent. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome. I was like, that's it right there. So now the dots are starting to connect and now you're going to see the, the little bit of improvement happening over the course of time. That's great. Oh, I feel so good. Oh, yeah. So like I said, I'm, I'm happy to see that for her. And um, when I was out there talking to a couple of people shooting, there were a lot of people that was telling me how they moved up, you know, and one person was um, my buddy, Aaron. I call him A.A. Ron every time I see him. <laughs> um, he's a PCC shooter, and he actually told me that he moved up to A-class in PCC. Oh, I know Aaron. He, he just got back from uh, PCC Nationals, didn't he? Correct. Yeah. Yep. So, um. I was I was happy for him as well. So it's always good when you hear people making those changes and moving up for the positive. So. Yeah, yeah. 
So he's uh, B B class. He's A class now. He's A class. Okay. I bumped up to A class. Nice. Yeah. So I was like, all right, get it. Everybody get it. Let's let's do this all together. <laughs> you know. So um, it's good. It's good to see improvement. All the work we put into it, man. It it really helps to just see a glimpse of improvement somewhere every now and then. Oh yeah. So another thing that um I found out that Bill Baker, right? Even though he lives down there close in your area, um, I got the word that Mr. Baker will be coming to the Columbia, South Carolina area. Is he really? Yeah, that's that's what I heard. So Okay. As um, nothing's confirmed yet. So, but at the same time, if that is true, I do want to go out and practice with him, you know, sometimes because he practices every day on the regular. Oh, yeah. You can definitely find a time to meet him out there because yeah. he'll be out there every day. <laughs> exactly. I know he was, um, you know, might have been entertaining a new position at the VA somewhere. Right. Um, so good. I hope he's found something that, that works for him. Yeah. So, um, and like I said, that, that when we had a conversation, it was, um, Bill, Wally, myself, Tom, Sam, and coach B. And, you know, we were just all sitting there talking about the match and talking about other things in relation to shooting and, um, other matches that are coming up and just sitting there for maybe 30, 40 minutes. And I was pretty much just listening majority of the time because, Mm -hmm. you know, like how I do after a match, I just kind of reflect a little bit. And if I have a question, I'll bring it up about the match. But I actually like pulled back on a lot of the questions I wanted to ask and just listen to the conversations. And I was like, man, I walked away with like a ton of information just sitting there listening, (laughs) you know, but it's just like that knowledge base of that experience that was there at the table. Yeah. Uh, Bill's just like me when it, when it comes to shooting, man, he'll, I mean, aside from when we're actively working at our job, that's, that's all we're thinking about. We're studying, we're researching and trying to figure out, you know, what we need to do to get better and at at whatever, whatever thing we're working on, uh, with shooting. Right. It's, I don't know. It kind of takes over if you let it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Stay in your seats. Here are a few words from our sponsors. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. 
The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business and I look forward to seeing you soon. The Gun Cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially with concealed carry. The Gun Cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The Gun Cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another. And you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm going to be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. But the best part about it is, like I said, um, over the course of this break that I'm doing, I'm going to dedicate it to um, getting my diet back like I was when I was working out all the time, um, change up my workout um, routine and gear it more for shooting versus jujitsu. And you get back on the treadmill. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and um, clear out that corner of the treadmill <laughs> and get back on it. <laughs> and then um, just go ahead and, you know, get back into the rhythm of that practice regiment also. So Yeah, I'm working on that. I've got, to, I've got some similar plans. I don't have a treadmill, but I'm going to do something similar. <laughs> now, at the same time, I do want to go ahead and ask everybody that's listening out there in Podcastville, please go check out the people that support the M-W Tactical Podcast, like the Gun Cleaners, uh, Hunter's HD Gold, CAE Transfers, Gun Butter, and um, actually just go check out CS, CRSA Shooters as well, <laughs> you know. So everybody will be appreciative. Um, send them a note. Tell them how appreciative you are of their product, their services, or what they're doing for the shooting community. That will go a long way. It will go a long way. So yeah, outside of that, will. I'm just ready to take a few days. And I said I'm not touching the firearm for a few days. And I'm just going to sit back and just hit the reset button. I actually went almost two weeks without touching my open gun. Um, I just picked it up this morning <laughs> for the first time in almost two weeks, not quite two weeks. Right. Uh, so. I was getting, I was getting the itch again. Actually, I was getting the itch a couple of days ago, 
but I consciously forced myself not to do it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to wait and I don't know why, but I just <laughs> wanted to, you know, make sure it was, I don't, I don't know. I just, I needed a break too. And, uh, I, I think it was, I think it was good. I'm, I'm getting back into the dry fire practice in the morning now, but it was nice. I went out and I, I snuck out and did some shooting that I've never done before. I tried some long range, uh, rifle. Right. And um, tried some out to 1,400 yards. And um, I could, you know, I didn't hit the target, but I could see it being possible. Um, I got I got a couple of hits at around 800 yards. And um, it was interesting. It was something I've never done before. Hmm. Something very different from USPSA shooting. Well, you know what? If you want to go out and do some long-range shooting, let's do it. Um there was one course that I took, it was what Magpul, and we was hitting still at 1100 meters and it was eight inches. So I was, what I was shooting at was like a, a silhouette size. What there was a, probably about an eight inch circle that was spray painted in the center of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I ended up hitting that at 800. I, di I didn't get it out at 1400. Right. Um, some wind was doing some weird stuff blowing me off but yeah that wind is um it's a chess game when it comes to precision shooting because one thing a lot of people who really don't understand when it comes to long range shooting the wind can be doing one thing at your location but when it's around a target it can be doing something different and in oh, between yeah. the middle also so so that was something I really noticed from from where we were shooting. We were we were somewhat elevated at the point from where we were shooting to where the targets were out at fourteen hundred yards, mm -hmm. and so the bullet was actually probably traveling at the tree top of the tree line, right? But down below you had three small valleys that the bullet had to travel over and there you know there were flags down there on each valley so you you really couldn't use those flags to judge what what the bullet or what the wind was doing at the treetop level where your bullet was actually flying hmm. so it was interesting i just don't know enough about it but it was it was fun to try it out right yeah we go out there and um we can play around for a little bit Actually, what I need to do is I need to take my Remington 700 to the shop. And what I should have did, I should have bought it to you. I didn't even think about it. Well, here's what I ended up doing. Bring it to me. Yeah. Bring yeah. me some ammo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a couple years ago, what I ended up doing was I got a Remington 700 with a heavy barrel on it. That's a 308? 308. Yeah. And it's a, I want to say it's a 24, 20, it's either 20 inches or 24 inch barrel. And it's a heavy barrel, as I stated. And I ended up putting um, a muzzle brake on the end of it. Mm -hmm. So the guy who did it, he was always like, oh man, I, I wouldn't put a, you know, a suppressor on the end of that. I don't know how that's going to react by being a heavy barrel. So because of that, I've always been scared to put a suppressor on it, you know? So what I want to do now is I, I want to take the muzzle brake off of it, put an end cap on it, and just shoot it in its original configuration. I don't see why the barrel would affect your suppressor at all. I've, 
like I said, when he when he made that comment, and at that time, this is when I first started, you know, playing around with suppressors. So I was more like, uh, I do understand it does change the pressure <laughs> within everything, and I don't want to mess up nothing, and I definitely don't want nothing to explode in my face. So, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't. I'm not all that experienced with the long range stuff either, but. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. You know, at the same time, I let's was put just it on. We, like, let's put one on there. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I, I just want to go ahead and, um, take that muzzle brake off and, um, and just go ahead and put a, uh, threaded end cap on the end of it and just go back, just shooting it without a suppressor on it. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. Because, mm -hmm. um, the Ruger, because you know, I got the Ruger precision rifle also, and I en really enjoy shooting that, but, I got to get back onto the Remington 700 and the Ruger and then actually do a comparison to see which one I really like because every time I went shooting, even if it was with um, a semi-automatic, like AR-10 platform, mm -hmm. um, you know, rifle, I would always still go back to the Remington 700, even though it's bolt action. How far can you go with that, uh, that Ruger? The furthest I shot my Ruger... Right as since I bought it, I've only shot it out maybe 500 meters. Yeah, but the longest I shot the Remington 700 was a mile. Yeah, I'm sure you can get a lot more distance from that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just the fact that when I bought it, um, I ended up purchasing that like right before I retired because I ended up getting a, a good deal on it, and um, of course. There's not a lot of ranges in this area that really, you know, opens up path for distance. No, there's not. It's hard to find one. Yeah. For so. uh, find them, I don't know of one that has a mile. Maybe at the Clinton House. I don't see. I um, never. I never been to the Clinton House, but I know Pantio, their range here in Columbia, they go out to at least 600. And yeah. It's uh, I want to say it's one in North South Carolina that goes out to a mile, but it's somewhere upstate. That's and I remember seeing it like last year, year before last, when I was looking it up. So I'm going out to Barnwell to check out a range that I've told you a little bit about um, in a couple of weeks, and they have a they do a lot of uh, long range. Uh, well, they I think they actually do some precision rifle. Uh, competition out there but they do a lot of like sniper training and, and for military law enforcement and stuff out there i'm not sure what their longest distance is but i'm going to check it out see what they have available they have a lot of raised platforms and stuff to shoot from right it looks like it'll be fun yeah i think um it'll probably be fun if um if i can gear up enough interest i'll i'll bring out my buddies that used to work out at um sniper school and they actually the owners of osaka apparel okay yeah so i can bring them out here and get a class going for those who are interested in long range shooting wouldn't mind learning from a sniper yeah so and actually um my one buddy who works at osaka he actually osaka apparel not anything military this is his company osaka apparel but when i actually won the 2014 long range competition mm -hmm. 
he was the main one sitting there with me every day. Okay, look, this is what we got to do. This is how you do this, this, that, another. And he just worked with me constantly. And then um, I ended up taking the course, um, MTC course, uh, or MMTC course. And I just applied everything I learned from that course and ended up winning the boat division at the um, long range competition. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's not hard, but you just got to have a lot of patience when you're doing it. But as we said before in previous conversation, you could be sitting there and then three to four seconds later, you hear the sting ding. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's kind of awesome. Just to wait it out to hear it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it was taking, man, I don't know, four, four or five seconds to get out to 1,400 yards. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it was yards, I think, how they had it laid out. Yeah, it took a little while. <laughs> yeah. That's how it's done. Yep. So that was interesting. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go ahead and turn the lights out in the studio. Go ahead and hit the stop record. Turn the light off that says recording, and take this break, and then come back in October, and then let everybody know all the good stuff we did, even the bad stuff. <laughs> you know. And and speaking of that, um. Before we actually get off the air, um, I will say Lucky is winning in the competition between him and me. (laughs) And I'm saying that all grammatically wrong, and I don't care right now. (laughs) What's the score? Uh, Three to one, I think it is. I think he's up three to one. It's either three to one or three to two. All right. Yeah, I can't find my paper. But either way, Lucky is up right now. Well, just for now. After our break, I'm going to oh, come yeah. back rejuvenated. It's game time then. <laughs> Half time is over. Time to go. <laughs> yep. So um, you got any last words you want to say to the good people before we depart for this break? Guys, I appreciate you listening, um, you know, to the first first half of our season here. I don't know what you want to call it. First half of the year. Hope everybody's still staying safe and healthy. Um, come shoot with us at CSRE Shooters end of the month and hope to see you on the range again soon. Yeah. So if you will, please head on over to Facebook and look up at CSRE Shooters, give them a follow. You'll get, um, you got to invite yourself and then Dave will actually accept the invite. Head on over to Instagram and do the same thing at CSRE Shooters and follow them on Instagram and look at the journey that they're putting on. If you will, please head on over to Facebook and look up M-W Tactical. Like and follow us there also and stay up to date on what's going on with our shooting journey. And then do the same thing on Instagram by looking up at Munitions Weapons Tactical and follow that journey within our realm and USPSA shooting. Um, at the same time, please visit www.m-wtactical.com and click on the store tab and look at all the awesome apparel that we have in there that you can purchase for birthday presents, um, graduation gifts, or just tell somebody you're thinking about them. <laughs> Either way you look at it, we will be appreciative of the purchase and the support as well. All right. So once again, I'm going to miss everybody for this little break, but when we come back, we're going to come back Full steam ahead. Yes, sir. All right. So, if you will, everybody, please 
stay in your seats, and here are a few words from our sponsors. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality hermit oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com. This is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm going to be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing to Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. The gun cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially with concealed carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result is another, and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. 
Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us on the M-W Tactical Podcast. Remember, a new podcast comes out every Tuesday. If you cannot wait for Tuesday, go and listen to past episodes to catch up on what you missed. Make sure you visit www.m-wtactical.com and see what all is offered on the site where you can't even purchase M-W Tactical Apparel. But please go to our Facebook and Instagram page and follow us on our journey in the sport of competition shooting and the realm of the 2A community. Until next week, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun.